Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know... A few years back, I had my, my buddy, Professor Paul Kangor, on this program, and several times since, and I had him on Life, Liberty, and Levin, and we talked at great length about uh, an individual's role, a prominent individual's role, interfering with our election process in the time period of around 1984, the re-election of Ronald Reagan. And... What's amazing to me is the extent to which this prominent individual sought to interfere in that election became known when that prominent individual was alive and not a single major news outlet was interested. Professor Kengar, how are you, my friend? Good, Mark. Hey, good to be back on with you. By the way, great life, liberty, and live in with Peter Schweizer last week. All right. It was fantastic. Thank you. All right, I want to get right into this. The individual was Senator Ted Kennedy. He'd been a, uh, a leader of the Democrat Party. He's the so-called line of the Senate. He's an individual who uh, wanted to be president in 1980, uh, the Democrat primary with Jimmy Carter, and he wanted to run again. Tell us the story slowly and clearly of what Ted Kennedy did with the Soviets. That's right. In fact, he wanted to run again in 1984. He had a little problem called Chappaquiddick in the background, right? Uh, drunk driving, uh, an uncharged, uh, perhaps a vehicular homicide situation. But never charged for that, got away with it. And what you're asking me about, well, this was a, a KGB document, so we actually have this. I've got, got it right in front of me <laughs> in Russian and in English. It was May 14, 1983, from the Committee on State Security in the USSR. That's the KGB. And the title of it is, Regarding Senator Kennedy's Request to the General Secretary of the Communist Party, Y.V. Andropov. And that's Yuri Andropov, the horrible dictator of the USSR. And so that's who the letter is to. It's uh, it's a classified KGB memo. It's written by Viktor Chebrikov, the head of the KGB. And it says right off in the first sentence, on 9-10 May of this year, Senator Edward Kennedy's close friend and trusted confidant, Jay Tunney, was in Moscow. And, and Jay Tunney was an old law school roommate of Ted Kennedy. He was a senator. He had been a senator from California. And, 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 and by the way, he just died recently. And, and no one pursued him on, mm-hmm. on this either, on Tunney. But it says in the very first paragraph of the memo, the senator charged Tunney to convey the following message through confidential contacts to the General Secretary of the Central Committee of the Communist Party, Yuri Andropov. 
And then it goes on to say that Kennedy, like other rational people, that actually says that, has been very troubled about U.S.-Soviet relations, about what's happened in the last few years of the Cold War, and it blames this mark on Reagan's belligerence. Reagan's belligerence. In fact, it even says, According to Kennedy, the current threat is due to the president's refusal to engage any modification in his politics. And then it goes on to mention uh, Reagan's situation. This could bring about the fall of the presidential campaign of 1984. And then it says the only real potential threats to Reagan are problems of war and peace in Soviet-American relations. So the memo goes on to list some suggestions here from Kennedy as to where Reagan is weak, quote, still very weak, where he's vulnerable, where there could be chink in his armor in the presidential campaign in rerunning in 1984, running again in 1984. And then it says, in this regard, Kennedy offers the following proposals to Andropov. It goes down through a list of a bunch of proposals including Kennedy meeting with Andropov, Kennedy going to Moscow, Andropov and other political and military officials coming to the United States. And, and it's, it, I mean, much more. It, it, go, it goes on and on with this. And the key, of course, is that this is done confidentially. We, this document was released in, in 1992. It was broke by the London Times. From there, it was never reported by a single American newspaper. Uh, I got it and published it in a book on Reagan called The Crusader, first in 2005. Published it again in a book called Dupes, published in 2010. Again, published it in Russian and in English. And I never got, and still to this day have not received... Even after doing your show last year, which must have been watched by a gazillion people because I probably got a thousand emails on it, I still have never received a single call from the New York Times, Washington Post, CBS, ABC, CNN, none of them. They've completely ignored it. So this document is available since 1992. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Ted, Ted Kennedy is alive after the document comes out. Yeah, for quite a while, I think um, almost two decades. He passes away, I don't remember when, was it 2007, something of that sort? Yeah, something like that. I think even after that. Okay. But he, yeah, he was around for plenty of time to respond to this. And he's never asked about it. There's not a single hearing about it. Clearly, the Democrats don't care about it. This was a massive effort to get the Soviets to interfere in our election, wasn't it? Well, it was, it was definitely Kennedy making an overture to Moscow through confidential contacts, as even the memo itself says. And, and we don't know what the response was. We don't know what No, no, I didn't was. say the response. This was a major effort to get the Soviet Union to interfere in our election. You just read from the memo. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fair to characterize it that way, and and, and comparing this, it, it's I, I'm so glad that you asked me to come on because comparing this, I've thought about this in the last couple of weeks, especially after watching you and you and Peter last last week on your show. If you were to compare this to Trump and Biden today, now imagine if Ronald Reagan knew about this memo, Mark, right in 1984, 
right, after Ted Kennedy's shenanigans. And he knows that Kennedy's considering a challenge to Reagan in 1984. And imagine if Reagan's frustration, if he would have known that no one in the media cared to even ask Kennedy about this, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine what Reagan's frustration would be like. Imagine the temptation of Reagan to try to do what he would be able to do or his staff could do to try to expose what Kennedy did, knowing that no one in the the liberal media Mm -hmm. was going to expose it or or even bother to ever report on it. And and then if if Reagan would, would have done so or someone in his staff would have tried to call attention to it, Reagan would have been accused by the liberal media of abusing his power mm-hmm. because he'd be facing a possible presidential campaign um, challenge by, by Ted Kennedy in 1984. And, and I think that's what Donald Trump is facing with Joe Biden, right? You know, Trump wants the liberal media to do its job and expose how Biden abused power knowing that the liberal media won't do it, so Trump knows that he has to try to expose it himself. And, you know, as, as, as you've written about, Mark, when, when you have a free press that doesn't genuinely do its job, that instead acts as a political arm of the Democratic Party, well, this is the kind of thing that can happen. And so you can imagine Trump's frustration after two or three years of the liberal media 24-7 accusing him of collaborating with the Russians, and then seeing the things that he's seeing from the Bidens, plural, with the Ukraine, with China, wherever else, knowing that the liberal media is not going to do a damn thing to report it. And so he probably feels like, all right, well, at least if I can raise the issue in press conferences or wherever, um, somebody's got to do the job that the, that the liberal media won't do, or at least won't do when it involves uh, the liberal media's own candidates. I think that's a very, very important takeaway. My other takeaway, or another takeaway, would be no interest in it whatsoever. In other words, here we have a brazen effort to stop Reagan, and he's trying to enlist the Soviets. That's what he's done. They have a whole list of ideas that he's given the Soviets, according to this memo. Whether they did it or not is secondary. He's, he's, He's trying to enlist the Soviets. We don't know if it ever happened or not because nobody questioned him. There was never a hearing about any of this, was there? Yeah, no, there, there was never a hearing. And, and in fact, the, the very specific proposals, it, it, it says here, this is striking language, Kennedy believes that in order to influence Americans, I mean, imagine just that language right there, mm-hmm. it would be important to organize in August, September of this year, and then he goes on and gives specific ideas, including televised interviews with Andropov in the USA, uh, a, a direct appeal by the General Secretary of the Communist Party to the American people, it says. So, so he's laying out specific steps that the Soviets could take in order to try to deal with this problem of Reagan and Reagan's belligerence and with the election right around the corner. So it's, it's and this is done confidentially. I'll, I'll, tell you why, I'll tell you why I'm really focused on this. Because in the book I just wrote <clears throat> on freedom of the press, I see what John Kennedy did with the IRS and the FBI against his political opponents. I see what Lyndon Johnson did with the IRS and the FBI against his political opponents. I see what Richard Nixon did. No defense of Nixon, but 
if he's going to be forced to resign, the other two should have been forced to resign because they use the IRS, they use the tax returns, they use the FBI uh, to to intercept phone conversations. Frankly, so did uh, so did Franklin Roosevelt, and yet Nixon goes down again. Not a defense of Nixon. I'm just talking about the the inequality of this. And now I see Trump, where they're actually trying to rewrite the phone transcript in order to get it. And I hear it. He said he wanted a favor for, and then they skipped down about 500 words. And I'm thinking to myself, this is yet another perfect example where I hear time and time again, can you give us an example in modern history when somebody did this, tried to interfere in an election? First of all, Trump wasn't trying to interfere in an election, but Ted Kennedy actually was. Well, that's right. And, and, and also, I mean, look at the abuses with the IRS just in the Obama administration True. recently. And, 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 of course, FDR, I mean, we could go on and on and on with the abuses under FDR. Under, under FDR. They're amazing. Be careful. And, Conrad Black wouldn't want to hear about it. Right, right. That's very yes. true. Yes, and and the uh, and also too with the the Trump Zelensky phone call in, on the Ukraine, the entire thing was released. Uh, the the entire transcript is released, mm-hmm. and, and so, I mean, imagine if he would have tried to uh, try to hold it up, right, mm-hmm. saying that that this is classified. Then they'd be screaming Nixon Watergate all over again. I think what's fascinating about President Trump right now. Is that is that he's really going on the offensive by just simply doing these things out in the open, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's basically he's basically saying, look, I know you're not going to cover whatever the Bidens did or are doing in China and elsewhere, so I'm going to walk out in a press conference and talk to all of you and just say, uh, yeah, I'll call on the Chinese to look into this if if need be, and and, and th- this is what happens when the media doesn't do its job. And by, and by the and way, short- I, lo- I love politicians like Romney and others. We're asking the Chinese to investigate. Do these people understand that we have FBI field offices all over the world where we work, I don't know about China, but we work with all these governments, all of them, to conduct investigations, and we ask them to conduct investigations because we're in their country Whatever it is, whether it's drug cases, embezzlement cases, terrorism cases, uh, fraud cases, tax cases, many of these cases, we can't get these things done but for the fact that foreign governments are helping us. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and in that phone call with with, uh, Zelensky from the Ukraine, I think President Trump, I actually went through and counted, I, I I think he mentions Barr six or seven times. Rudy Giuliani, I think five times. Biden is mentioned, I think three times. But 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 he clearly, I think, I think he was reading from notes or talking points in that conversation, because he very clearly tells Zelensky, "I want you to work through my office of attorney general. I want you to work through my attorney on this." So he's really establishing an actual process there channels, legal channel, channels, proper channels that Zelensky and, and the right. Ukrainians could, could, could work through. And so I, I think that's a very important thing. I, 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 to, to me, Mark, that the, the transcript of that phone conversation actually reads like a transcript that Trump knew would and could become public. Mm-hmm. And, and by, by the way, I could tell you somebody who researches presidential records and, and phone calls, 
at some point, as every president knows, surely knows, or at least ought to know, or is told early in his administration, that stuff does get declassified. Mm-hmm. It does become public. All right, so uh, I, Professor, I've got to go. I've got to break public. here. Thank All you right. very, very much. As always, I appreciate it, my friend. We'll be right back. in. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C., Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now, let me tell you two arguments that I'm going to hear. What about is That's not particularly useful, and it doesn't excuse what the president did. See, this is the game people play, even conservatives. Context is everything. History is everything. So I come behind this microphone with actually some knowledge and experience. Why is this being treated like it's the crime of the century, the president's phone call, which isn't a crime of any kind? And yet Ted Kennedy wasn't treated like the crime of the century, and his conduct was unbelievably over the top. The same media had no interest. The same media now is pushing the story against Trump. The same Democrat Party had no interest. The same Democrat Party is now trying to impeach a sitting president of the United States. Of course it matters. Of course it's relevant. There wasn't a single hearing in Congress. Just like there wasn't a single hearing on Hunter Biden or Joe Biden or what took place in the Ukraine. Just like the same Democrats and unfortunately too many Republicans in Congress didn't want to look at anything prior to the appointment of Bob Mueller as special counsel. So now the attorney general and his U.S. attorney are doing exactly that. This is called injustice. That's what it is. And it's also called the politicization of a process that goes one side and not the other in order to take out a president of the United States. So I'm not going to sit here and split hairs over the law and split hairs over this is an appearance, it's problematic, or read the texts. You and I know exactly what's going on here. It's been going on since Trump was elected president of the United States. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus. 
the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot Hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Now, Hillary Clinton, always a class act, has been running around the country denouncing the president, saying he should be impeached. She'll go down on history as a complete joke. This is a person that should have been in prison years ago. Years ago. I see these these people going to prison over this college admission scandal. I thought to myself, they haven't done anything close to what Hillary Clinton did. Nothing close. Destroying evidence? While the evidence is being subpoenaed? How do you get away with that? It's a rhetorical question. May 1st, 2019, hat tip to our friends at Breitbart. May 1st, 2019, Hillary Clinton is asking China for help. China for help against Donald Trump. Cut three, go. Imagine, Rachel, that you had one of the Democratic nominees for 2020 uh, on your show. Mm And that person said, you know, the only other adversary of ours who's anywhere near as good as the Russians is China. So why should Russia have all the fun? And since Russia is clearly backing Republicans, why don't we ask China to back us? I hereby tonight ask China. That's right. And not only that, China, if you're listening... Why don't you get Trump's tax returns? I'm sure our media would richly reward you. Now, according to the Mueller report... All right, that's enough. China, why don't you help us get Trump's tax tax returns? Maddow doesn't have a problem with it. A little over five months ago. No problem. No problem at all. Ted Kennedy, Hillary Clinton, no problem. Sure. And of course, we're not going to play it again. You remember Schiff was more than happy to talk to what he thought were uh, Russian apparatchiks, trying to get pictures of Donald Trump. Turns out they were comedians, but he had no problem with that. The dossier, Hillary Clinton, the DNC paid for that. More Russian apparatchiks attached to that. They had no problem with that. In fact, they had no problem with Alger Hiss for decade after decade after decade. And many young people don't even know who I'm talking about. 
They didn't have a problem with Alger Hiss. And now they have a problem with Donald Trump. Sorry, folks. I'm not, I'm not buying any of this stuff. I'm not going to sit here and analyze this like I'm a, a law professor and a split hairs. No, this is just preposterous. The whole thing is unworthy of the attention that it's getting. And you have to trust me on that. Trust Nancy Pelosi. I started banging the pots and pans here because I study this stuff about impeachment, and I'm the one who said there has not been a vote on the floor of the House, a roll call vote for all the members. That's the way it's worked. The three other times there was an impeachment formal House inquiry with Andrew Johnson, Richard Nixon, and Bill Clinton. You heard it here first. And that's true. Then all the rules apply with the House members. Not just Democrats, but Republicans get to issue subpoenas too. I told you this too. Stick with me, I know what I'm doing. There's Hillary Clinton asking China to get Trump's tax returns. No problem. Ted Kennedy lived long after that memo was released in 1992 out of the Russian archives in which he sought Soviet interference in the election 1983 for the 1984 re-election of Ronald Reagan. No big deal. No big deal. Nothing. Zero. Now, there is new information from Catherine Herridge and, uh, and Fox, and that is that the, uh, the Democrat, <coughs> excuse me, the Democrat rogue CIA agent who was spying on the White House, yes, he was doing all these things, um, did not disclose to the intelligence community inspector general that he had contacted Schiff's office, his committee. He withheld that information. You might also remember that I said last week that I want to know all about this individual. I want to know all about their backgrounds, that they need to be very aggressively questioned, because this individual has taken steps that are really quite sleazy and partisan and political. Schiff's committee staffer had contact with this rogue Democrat CIA official. Now, this rogue Democrat CIA official, just to show how partisan he actually is, you know, Jake Tapper's sitting there, that's it, he's a Democrat, you know, big deal. But he didn't conduct himself purely as a registered Democrat. He conducted himself as an activist Democrat. He didn't wait (coughs) for the CIA process, working with other administration uh, branches, to finish. He he went to the committee, but he only went to the Democrats, Schiff's person. And of all the lawyers that exist in and around Washington, D.C., he hired lawyers, one in particular, who had connections to Schumer and Clinton, and this law firm works with a small nonprofit organization that was started in 2017 with some seed money by George Soros. And this organization started in 2017 for the purpose in its original mission statement, which is, has since scrubbed, to get effectively to get Trump. 
So you have all these Democrat left-wing operations going on in the shadows. And the media are not interested in any of it. They're not interested in any of it. And they don't even want to know who the whistleblower is. Until, of course, the Democrats present the whistleblower like they did Blasey Ford. Like they did Anita Hill. For the, uh, in order to, uh, to have the most uh, possible... Uh, effect from a choreographic perspective. And that's what they were doing, and that's what they want to do. So the latest is the Inspector General was not informed by the rogue Democrat CIA agent uh, that he had contacted Schiff's office. Now, why would that person withhold that information? Can't be for a good reason. They would withhold that information because the inspector general, that would raise the inspector general's curiosity about partisanship. That's why. That's why. And big deal, right? It is a big deal. Now we have Volcker. All the, you know, they, they, they say, oh, there's Volcker, Kurt Volcker. Ambassador Kurt Volcker. Former top American envoy to the Ukraine. Oh, does he have the goods? The Democrats want this guy. They want him immediately. So he resigns from his position as a, uh, a go-between for Ukraine and the United States. A diplomatic envoy, if you will. He runs the McCain Foundation or whatever it is out in Arizona as well. And he testifies. And in his statement, the Federalist, again, Sean Davis was able to acquire it. It directly contradicts the impeachment narrative offered by congressional Democrats, he writes, and their media allies. Ambassador Kurt Volker, who served for two years as the top U.S. diplomatic envoy to Ukraine, testified he was never aware of and never took part in any effort to push the Ukrainian government to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden or his son, Hunter. He also stressed that the interactions between Giuliani and Ukrainian officials were facilitated not to find dirt on Biden, but to assuage concerns that the incoming Ukrainian government would not be able to get a handle on corruption within the country. So he knocks down the, the, the entire narrative, and I, I have this posted on my social sites if you want to print a copy. Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. So this was a dead end. But they're still rushing toward impeachment. Now, I haven't seen a letter yet, but apparently the White House is going to issue a letter because the firm deadlines issued by the Pelosi committees on producing documents and so forth. But the White House letter is going to essentially argue what I've been arguing here from day one, those of you who've, who've been with me here last week or so, that it's not an official House impeachment inquiry because they didn't take the vote. Nancy Pelosi says, well, the Constitution doesn't compel that. Well, she's right about that. But we have court decisions that have said that a single committee of Congress does not represent the House of Representatives or Congress in a general matter, as a general matter. So if they're going to go to court and there's going to be a separation of powers issue, if the court's conducting itself properly, it'll do one of two things. It'll say, hey, look, this is a political issue. We're not getting involved in this. Or it'll say... 
You know what our precedence is. If you want the entire, if you, if you have a separation of powers question and you want us to look at this, and it doesn't raise a political question under the political question doctrine, even though I think it does, well, then you have to represent the entire House of Representatives, Mr. Attorney, so I'm sorry. Sorry, your case is dismissed. Or, as a defendant, I'm sorry you lose. You can't just stamp the word impeachment on everything. It's a, we're doing an impeachment inquiry. And that's what Pelosi's trying to do. She's trying to have it every way possible. Protect certain of her members from you. Their constituents. The voters. Prevent the Republicans from having an equal ability to do discovery and various processes, which is the way it's worked in the past under an impe- a formal impeachment inquiry. She's killed that. And then on the other hand, she can claim it's a formal inquiry and then issue subpoenas, or actually letters is what they're issuing, and say, uh, you need to respond to our letters. It's an impeachment, a formal impeachment uh, investigation. No, it's not, just because she declares it. That doesn't make it so. So I'm glad to see the White House is reportedly taking this position. However it turns out, it's the right position. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. You know, what's terrible about all this is the, the attacks on this president, his administration, his staff, his family. It's, it's unceasing by the Democrats and by the media. It's unceasing. I'll give you a perfect example. Here we are talking about the House Intelligence Committee, right? And so the breaking Associated Press story is House panel subpoenas White House documents. Now, this is another House panel. This is the Elijah Cummings panel. A House committee has sent a subpoena to the White House demanding documents that could provide details on President Donald Trump's effort to push Ukraine to produce information that could damage Joe Biden's presidential run. So now this is all about protecting Joe Biden, who's a crook. 
That's what it's about. But the subpoena is from uh, Elijah Cummings. Wasn't voted on by the full committee. He just issues a subpoena. It says the White House ignored two letters in September seeking the documents. Not that they're ignoring them. There's a constitutional issue here, ladies and gentlemen. Then earlier today, House investigators want Vice President Mike Pence to give them documents that could shed light on whether he helped President Donald Trump pressure Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. Look at how the media write this stuff, too. So there are now demands that Mike Pence get involved in this. So we've got Pence, Secretary of State's being bogged down, President of the United States is being bogged down. This is an effort to cripple the Article II executive branch. This is an effort to cripple the presidency of the United States. That's what it is. And when you have reprobates like Mitt Romney, who's still angry that he's not president, who's angry that Trump didn't appoint him as Secretary of State, it humiliated him. And other fools like Ben Sass, who think they're standing on the side of the Constitution when in fact they're crapping all over it. This is a farce what's taking place. Just open your eyes wide. From Russia collusion, a special counsel, constant subpoenas, now this, more subpoenas, now a phony impeachment inquiry starts from day one. I don't care what the never-Trumpers and the quasi-never-Trumpers and the liberals have to say. You regular Americans who care about this country, who care about the Constitution, who believe in fairness and justice, you have to be furious right now, absolutely beside yourselves. And what's taking place in this country. It'll never ever happen to a Democrat. Never. It'll never ever happen to a Democrat. Period. Honestly, I don't even understand how people like Romney and Sass and some people in the media conduct themselves the way they do. They see what the left is doing. They see the alternatives for President of the United States. They see what's been done to Trump and what's being done to Trump. But Romney is particularly repugnant. Particularly repugnant. He was one way when he decided to run for governor of Massachusetts. Then another way when he decided to run for President of the United States. Then another way when he decided to run for the Senate from Utah. And they finally won. He had no problem being Secretary of State to Donald Trump, but Donald Trump decided on somebody else. And thankfully so. Can you imagine this guy, this self-dealer, being Secretary of State? He's very troubled by the phone call. Has he said one thing about Joe and Hunter Biden? Not a thing. The same media that trashed his presidential election now promotes him and celebrates it because Romney's figured out he can't beat him, join him. So he joins them. He joins them. And Ben Sass, he seems to think he's a constitutionalist. I'm very troubled by this. Very, very troubled by this. Ben, you better open your eyes, brother. See what the House is doing. See what's taking place here. Look at what's taking place the last two and a half years. Because you're on the wrong side again. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. 
now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Look, if the phone call was such an open and shut case, then why are the Democrats afraid of taking a vote on the floor of the House based on the phone call? Now, something is troubling me. Well, a lot's troubling me about all this, but something else is troubling me. I see Republicans and even people representing the president on defense. Why shouldn't Joe Biden be investigated and Hunter Biden be investigated? I understand corruption generally. It's not a matter of interfering with the election, as the president said today. And by the way, we're always having elections around here. And it just amazes me. Hillary Clinton, the election's over, right? Leave her alone. The election's over. What do you want? Joe Biden wants to be president. Hey, he's running for office. Hey, you can't interfere. So in other words, you can never investigate a Democrat. Or or these Democrats, anyway. There's absolutely no curiosity in the unfree press about the truth or veracity of what Hunter Biden did and the role of his father. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like this. Have you? Never. Never. They talk about indicting Trump. We're going to indict Trump. Can you indict a sitting president? Blah, blah, blah. Well, what about the Bidens? Could you indict them? What are you talking about? You see what I mean? The parameters of the debate are set by the left. They're set by the media. They're set by Democrats and weak Republicans. And weak Republicans. They set the parameters. So we debate in their their box. I don't buy it. I'm not going to participate in that. They tell us in advance who the angels are and who the devils are. The so-called whistleblower is an angel. Joe Biden, well, let's call him an untouchable. Donald Trump, the devil. And it's the same story over and over and over again. Trump is the devil. Anybody who is hostile to Trump is an angel is an angel. Now, Joe Biden's gotten away with this for years. The press have no interest in it whatsoever. None. None. And then they lie about what's in the transcript from the uh, phone call. Now we're beyond the phone call, you see. That's really not working well enough. Now we got texts. And the texts actually in context they are helpful to the president and they are harmful to the democrat narrative now we're talking about impeachment here ladies and gentlemen this should pretty much be an open and shut case it shouldn't be a matter of interpreting a sentence here and there or moving paragraphs around or or anything of the sort we're talking about the house of representatives charging a president really the democrats charging the president for the purpose for the purpose of removing whether they, whether they will or not, and they won't, is beside the point. That's their goal. 
And so they're dragging the country into this. Utterly irresponsible. Utterly irresponsible. And they're cutting corners in order to do it. And they're trying to create, again, they're choreographing this thing. So they issue subpoenas that they know they can't get. The White House says no. And they say, okay, another one for obstruction and then uh, impeachment. I said last night there's only one body, as I've said to you multiple times on the radio, there's only one body that can keep the House in check. Only one, and that's the Senate. I was on Hannity last night, and I want you to hear just a little bit of this. Let us start, what should I start with, cut two, Mr. Producer? Well, let's go with cut one then. Go ahead. You know, Sean, first of all, as I listen to all this, do you know the United States has offices all over the world in foreign countries and FBI agents working with foreign countries conducting criminal investigations? That we work with foreign countries all over the world conducting criminal investigations involving embezzlement, money laundering, drugs, and all the rest. Should we shut all those down, too? Or is it just that we have an exception for anybody named Biden? I mean, this is so much BS. And I'm telling you as a former chief of staff to an attorney general, we are active in foreign investigations. We are asking foreign countries all the time to conduct investigations, to provide us with information. And what turns out here is Joe Biden decides to run for president of the United States. And so, according to the Democrats, Joe Biden's above the law. Not the rest of us. Joe Biden's above the law. This so-called whistleblower, how we now know, is a rogue Democrat CIA agent. That's what he is. He didn't produce a a complaint, a whistleblower complaint. He produced the second impeachment document. This was written for the Democrats in the House of Representatives. This was written for the media. They knew it was coming. It's an inside game. This isn't a whistleblower with a whistleblower complaint. This is a Democrat, rogue, CIA agent trying to bring down the presidency, working with the Democrats and now the media, putting out an impeachment complaint written for the Democrats. Now, let's look at this quickly. So you have a CIA agent who's a partisan Democrat. He meets with another partisan Democrat, a Schiff staffer. He doesn't say, I want to meet with both parties and the committee because I'm really upset. No, he meets with a Schiff staffer. Why don't we know this guy's name? Such an incurious media. Isn't that funny? Schiff is briefed about what his staffer was told. Schiff lies about knowing anything on TV. Schiff withholds it from the Republicans. But who doesn't he withhold it from? Nancy Pelosi. Now, how do I know that? Because she goes to the podium like Eva Perone, and she goes to the president, declares, now we're going to have an official uh, impeachment inquiry without the transcript. Well, how did she know? Because Schiff tipped her off about what was in this complaint, which is nothing but what was in the complaint. And keep something in mind, not a single one of the individuals actually monitoring the phone call filed a complaint, sought to be a whistleblower. Not one. Now, Schiff Stafford tells the CIA to get a lawyer. What kind of lawyer does he get? Well, he happens to get a Schumer-Clinton lawyer who happens to work with a group called Whistleblower Aid. And Breitbart has a great piece on this. They were founded in 2017 for the purpose of taking down the Trump administration. And they're working with Compass Rose Legal, which is this other legal firm. Left-wing lawyers, left-wing firms, Soros involved in funding one of them. Gee, you think this is an inside job so far? His complaint... 
isn't drafted by him. I came on here last week and told you the whole thing. His complaint was prepared by these lawyers. Now, leaked to the New York Times that Schiff knew something about this. This was cover. So when there's a hearing, it's not so dramatic when it's found out what Schiff's role in it. And they're holding back this so-called whistleblower. They want their Blasey Ford moment. They want their Blasey Ford splash. They wanted their Mueller splash. Of course, that turned out to be nothing. Cut to go. I want to address the United States Senate. You have a responsibility to protect the Constitution and protect this country and protect the office of the presidency. And you should launch your nuclear option. What am I talking about? Mitch McConnell was on TV saying 67 votes to change the rules. They changed the rules when it came to the courts. They can change the rules here. Simple majority with the nuclear option. Allow the Senate to dismiss those charges. I had a great talk with Robert Ray the other day. To dismiss any impeachment charges as soon as they come to the Senate. Why? We can't allow the Senate to be, to be turned into a Nancy Pelosi plaything by the House Democrats. We don't have a House impeachment inquiry going on here. We have a Democrat Party impeachment inquiry going on here. And only the Senate has the power to police what the House Democrats are doing. And they should not participate in this. It is not a House impeachment inquiry. There was no vote. It's the Democrat Party's abuse of power. The Senate is not constitutionally required to hold a trial. It should in most cases, but in this case, it should dismiss what is a absolutely defective, what will be a bunch of charges. Nancy Pelosi has intentionally prevented the Republicans from issuing subpoenas under this process. They're supposed to be able to. They must not allow her to prevail in her unconstitutional lawlessness. Senate, you better damn well step up. All right, I'm live now. Now, here's the thing. There are 53 Republicans in the Senate. You have to assume Romney has gone rogue and Sess. So they can't afford to lose another one. Going to have to keep an eye on Collins and the, uh, and the bird brain from Alaska. What's her name? I forget. So there's a few of them. And then you have some running for re-election, and all they care about is their own political tuchus. But still, the nuclear option is this. They have old rules. They have old rules. So if you're going to change the rules, typically, depending on what kind of rule it is, you need 60 or 67 votes. The majority leader challenges that, asks the parliamentarian of the United States Senate if they can take a vote by a simple majority, the parliamentarian, then rules no. 60 or 67 votes. Then you can overrule the parliamentarian's ruling by a simple majority. Follow me, Rich? So then they vote. And if a simple majority of Republicans overrule the parliamentarian's, the parliamentarian's ruling, this is the nuclear option. It's what Harry Reid did originally with circuit court judges, and then McConnell came in behind and did it with Supreme Court justices. They can do it here. McConnell knows how to do it. He's already done it once. Harry Reid did it once. These rules are not chiseled in granite. These rules are not in the Constitution. The House has sole power, it says, the sole power, that's the language, to try a case. My guest this Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin is Robert Ray. He was a, uh, he's a tremendous lawyer, 
very sharp guy. Uh, he was an independent counsel in the Whitewater matter. When, when Starr stepped down, he picked it up. And he and I discussed this on Sunday. And then you have a motion to dismiss. And you have a majority vote, hopefully, to dismiss the charges that are brought by the House of Representatives. Because otherwise, the Republicans in the Senate are going to be conducting a trial, a spectacle based on Nancy Pelosi's manipulation of the House process and then, as a consequence, the manipulation of the Senate process. Mitch McConnell needs to become at least half as smart or at least half as diabolical as Nancy Pelosi and get his act together here. And get his act together here. Nancy Pelosi circumvented hundreds of years of American tradition when it comes to, well, not hundreds, uh, let's see, over 150 years of American tradition when it comes to the official impeachment uh, inquiries with respect to a president of the United States, Johnson being the first. Press doesn't have a problem with that. Mitch McConnell does not need to comply with the rules that were adopted in the 1980s in the Senate. The Senate can make its own rules. Look at a courtroom. A judge has the power to dismiss a complaint. Of course they're not identical. It doesn't matter. The point is that there's nothing wrong with it. It's insufficient. They could even say, you didn't originally have a full vote on the floor of the House. You have a Simple majority, and it's not even a significant majority in the House of Representatives. You ram this through. This is absolutely not what the framers of the Constitution contemplated. And we, the United States Senate, we are the only entity that is able to police what the House has done. And when you look at the history of the impeachment clause, this is exactly why they didn't allow the House to make the decision unilaterally. Because the House can be taken over by a faction in any given election. It's been taken over by a faction now, a radical, hardcore, left-wing Democrat faction. Now, although the Senate was originally chosen differently than it is today, thanks to the 17th Amendment, it still has a function, it still has a responsibility. And that responsibility is to protect the impeachment process, so this kind of... uh, of uh, rogue behavior in the House doesn't happen again, driven by one member of the House from San Francisco to protect their own institution, that is the Senate, to protect the presidency and to protect the Constitution. This is why they must do this. But I fear they won't. I don't think they have the guts or the intelligence to do it. I really don't. I'll be right back. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day. Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. 
Just one scoop of Filled Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. What we're dealing with now is a mob, radical left-wing mob in the House of Representatives. They have a 37-vote majority in the House, and they're trying to take down the presidency and steamroll the United States Senate. This subpoena that went out today for records was directed at the president's acting chief of staff, Mulvaney. So now the Democrats are demanding Pompeo, Pence, Mulvaney provide information. Now why are they doing this? They're trying to cripple this administration. Why else are they doing this? Because in their eventual charges of impeachment, they're going to talk about a grand administration conspiracy to cover up and obstruct. They're going to write a fiction, a book, much like the Mueller report. This complaint, this so-called whistleblower complaint, was the second impeachment document. It's not a whistleblower complaint. It was written by the lawyers. They can lie all they want, all of them, all working together. Secondhand knowledge. Who's ever heard anything so stupid? This whistleblower, his conduct has been outrageous. The gathering of information on the sly. So forth and so on. And... um, Then he goes to Schiff's office. It doesn't tell the Republicans. Then he goes to the IG. He doesn't tell the IG. He's been to Schiff's office and talked to his staffer. It's incredible. And then they'll present him like, oh, look at this, the most noble person in the world we found. Uh, First it was Blasey Ford. She was the friend. Now look what we have. This guy's unbelievable. And then you'll have... He comports himself so well. I mean, he does well. And this is what we'll get from the media, play-by-play like it's a baseball game. So this is what's going on. So we have the, the Mueller report, which was the first impeachment document, this complaint, which is the second impeachment document. And then we'll have uh, the impeachment charges themselves. That'll be the third impeachment document. You Democrats, I'm going to tell you something up front. You have unleashed something you will not be able to control. The next Democrat president will have an awful lot to chew on, I'll tell you that. Because you are now paving new new roads here. Roads to hell. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods 
But what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Conservative voice, The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Elijah Cummings is the chairman of the House Government Reform and Oversight Committee, or some such thing, and he has jointly with Adam Schiff apparently issued a subpoena, or at least a letter, uh, demanding documents from the acting chief of staff to the President of the United States, um, we've talked about Elijah Cummings in the past based on filings by the National Legal and Policy Center, and I thought I'd have the chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center, Pete Flaherty here, old-time friend of mine, to discuss exactly what's going on with Elijah Cummings and his wife. Peter, how are you, friend? Good evening, Mark. Very good. Well, take it from the top. Well, it's interesting that Cummings is demanding documents of the White House we have been demanding documents of Cummings that we're entitled to since back in April when I called his wife's office number, which apparently was nothing more than her cell phone, and asked for the uh, annual 990 tax return of a nonprofit she heads, uh, as is our right. Any nonprofit is supposed to make their annual tax return available to the public. And after we went back and forth a little bit, she hung up on me. Now, since that time, a couple of news organizations have also made a request to get the 990, and they've been rebuffed. So it's... Um, now, as a matter of law, are they supposed to provide it? Yes, they are. You're supposed to make it available. Uh, a lot of groups like my own put it on our website, but there's a specific provision that if somebody asks for a paper copy, you have to give it to them. And she refused? Yes, and, and hung up. I guess she was a little annoyed with me. Okay, but what are you looking for? What's going on? Well, this was uh, really just a minor part of a more far-reaching complaint uh, that we filed. And in that complaint to the Internal Revenue Service, we allege that uh, a nonprofit that Mrs. Cummings heads uh, called the Center for Global Policy Solutions appeared to be just sort of a, a conduit for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cummings to end up with most of the money. Uh, they um, received, oh, uh, maybe up to $10 million over several years from uh, a number of foundations and sources, most prominently the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, which has an overlapping board with, with uh, Johnson & Johnson, the big drug and medical devices company, uh, which certainly has uh, 
business before his committee. So it appears to us to be a operation to buy influence with a prominent member of Congress, and we've asked the IRS to investigate. Now you see, they you say they've made a lot of money out of this. Do they have much of a staff on this nonprofit? No, it's it's very curious. Um, it appears to just be her and her cell phone. Uh, they did have an office in Washington D.C., which appears to have closed. I actually went down there to try to. Uh, find out what was going on, but the security guard told me it had closed and uh, they left no place to forward their mail. But what uh, is interesting and what we brought to the attention of the IRS is that there seems to be no bright lines between uh, this nonprofit and another entity with a very similar name called Global Policy Solutions, LLC, which is a for-profit owned by Mrs. Now, wait, it's the same name other than the LLC. Yeah, it's a very similar name, and um, that's a red flag for us because in the past we have found corruption where uh, somebody will get uh, money for a group and then they'll deposit it in another account with an identical or similar name. Now, we don't know if they did that here, uh, but um, there were no bright lines between the profit and nonprofit activities. They had the same phone number. They had the same address. They were both headed uh, by Mrs. Cummings. Uh, Mrs. Cummings would write an op-ed for the New York Times on a project that the nonprofit was working on, but she was identified uh, with her affiliation for the for-profit. So it appears that there was just um, it was just one big operation, and um, most of the money uh, went to her. Do you know what her salary was? Yeah, her salary was her stated salary was in line with uh, what other nonprofit executives get. Um, I think between one and two hundred thousand dollars, but uh, we believe that she was double dipping. Uh, in fact, um, subsequently, the Daily Caller got a hold of some of the um, annual audits uh, of this nonprofit, and they showed that uh, Mrs. Cummings was getting five percent of the revenues. That's a pretty odd uh, arrangement. Um, at the same time, she had a full-time job uh, with the center. And on the 990, the annual tax return, there's a box where you check uh, if, you, uh, if you're spending time with some other organization, and, and she put no. Um, so um, we're also deeply suspicious. On those same um, financial statements, the largest line was for professional fees. Now, we don't know who the professional fees went to because it doesn't say, but our question, and we pose this in our complaint, and actually an amendment to our complaint, we asked, uh, was the professional being paid Mrs. Cummings? So, in fact, so in effect, she may have been triple dipping. So she may have taken a percentage as, say, the fundraiser. She may have gotten a salary as the head of it, and you're saying there may be yet a third avenue for this. You're not making the accusation. You're inquiring. Well, the first two we're sure about. She got a salary, yeah. and uh, she got a percentage of the revenues. Uh, whether she got professional fees or not, we don't know, but uh, we've asked the IRS to, to find out. And your point is she's married to Cummings, so Cummings is enriched, too. Yeah, and um, Cummings was having a lot of financial problems over the years. He has um, uh, children by other women and uh, actually had some tax problems a few years ago, if you go back. But their financial situation as a family seems to have dramatically 
improved since uh, Mrs. Cummings launched and uh, and operated this nonprofit. Now, Mrs. Cummings also the head of the Maryland Democratic Party, right? That is correct. Um, which presumably takes some time. Uh, we asked the IRS to determine whether she was working on uh, party uh, business while being paid for uh, being paid by the nonprofit, which would be a violation of the IRS code. Now, I think she also this, was yeah. briefly a candidate for governor. Um, Very busy. Yeah, right, right. It's a small state, but still. <laughs> now, Peter Flaherty, National Legal and Policy Center. Here's here's my question. Now, now it would seem any time a Democrat is investigated, or somebody even suggests they should be investigated, it'll be said to be political that you're interfering with their election. Now, in the House, they're running every two years. You think the IRS will have the, uh, I guess, the the will? to look into this very, very powerful chairman who could even have oversight over them if he wants to? The IRS has been very aggressive in pursuing uh, conservative groups. It remains to be seen how aggressive they'll be here. Um, Under normal circumstances, they do not have a reputation for moving quickly. That's why we not only filed the complaint but made it public, and uh, our hope is that by bringing attention to it, it'll prompt the IRS to do the right thing. Have you heard anything from... Elijah Cummings. Well, both Elijah Cummings and his wife have uh, responded by attacking us. Uh, Interestingly, they have not addressed any specific allegation that we made. Uh, They've also, um, you know, in attacking us, said that we were funded by billionaires, which which is not true. Mm -hmm. And if people want to read this complaint and learn more about your organization, where do they go? Go to our website, nlpc.org, Nancy, Larry, Peter, Charlie.org, or just Google NLPC and Cummings. All right, Peter Flaherty, when you hear anything else about this, let us know, and uh, we'd be happy to discuss it with you on air here. You bet, Mark. All right, take care. God bless. Now, you haven't seen much of that on television, have you, folks? No, 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 no. You haven't seen much of that on television. You're never going to see it in the New York Times or the Washington Post. You're never going to see it on MSNBC or CNN, ever. And yet it would at least seem that these are areas that are worth investigating, aren't they? No, 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 you can't do that, Mark. That'll look like political payback. You see how they do this? How they cut us off? It's very, very important to get to the bottom of these things. And I've known Flaherty a long time. Haven't been in touch with him lately. I've known him a long time. And the late, great Ken Bohm, who used to be his uh, his wingman, wonderful guy, passed away of cancer. And uh, this is a very, very good organization. All right. What are we going to do? I want to take some calls here. Oh, oh, okay. We've got to do a little business here. We're not socialists here. We're capitalists here. It's the last week for the summer inventory clearance sale from Chamonix. And uh, for a limited time, when you order Genesel jawline treatment, you'll get the classic Genesel for bags and puffiness for free. Now, here's Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama, raving about the results she saw with Genesel. OMG, she said, I love this product. I saw a difference almost immediately. 
and I would recommend it to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. That would be you, folks. All Genesel products are amazing. Time to stock up on the best skin care and try the luxury and effectiveness of Genesel at the best prices of the year. Results are guaranteed or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Now that's big. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Order now and their legendary collagen builder is free too. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's three free gifts with your order, plus the guarantee. Order now and upgrade to free priority shipping. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. All right, you know, Trey Gowdy was on Fox. He made a couple of good points, and one of the points that I like that he made is Adam Schiff is a fact witness now. That is, if the committee is going to investigate all aspects of the whistleblower, the whistleblower complaint and so forth, they need to interview under oath, question under oath, Adam Schiff and his role. And same with his staff or any other staffers who were involved. Now, how can you be the chairman of a committee where you're now a fact witness? Kind of like uh, Rod Rosenstein, Deputy Attorney General of the United States. He didn't recuse himself, yet he was a fact witness. But you watch how this works. It's so corrupt, it's not even funny. It's beyond corrupt, it's tyrannical. It's enforced compliance season. Now, if you owe the IRS, you need to take action because the IRS can garnish your paycheck, seize your bank account, and put a lien on your home. And don't wait until it's too late. Call Optima Tax Relief while you still have options. They're the best. They're the best. They have wonderful accountants, experience with the IRS, lawyers, experts of all kinds. Optima steps between you and the IRS fighting on your behalf to help stop the demand letters and aggressive collection actions so you can get back to your life. No one is more skilled at solving tough IRS problems than Optima Tax Relief. 
Call now and ask about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. And if you qualify, you can save thousands. You deserve a fresh start. Call Optima now for your free consultation. 800-499-6300. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. All right. Let us go to our first caller of the evening, shall we? I think we shall. Uh, let's see. Where was that one that I liked, Mr. Producer? Victor, Santa Maria, California. 870 The Answer. The great KRLA. We will be there on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. How are you? Go right ahead. Oh, I'm good and terrible. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I, I got a really simple question. Um, why, why does, uh, President Trump and any real Republican even pay these people any mind when they start to blow hot air? It's kind of almost like, you know, it's almost sad to say, but I got a girlfriend who, we're opposite sides of the spectrum of politics. Yeah. And even, even things that are personal, if she says something that's just totally outlandish, I just, I just kind of ignore it because it's, it has no weight to it. The problem is like, these, these people can subpoena you. These people, you know, you got to deal with them. But I thought you were going to ask this question, and maybe just to refresh your, your comments to uh, Mr. Callscreener. Why is it that you can't interfere in the election when it comes to Biden, but they're interfering with the election now with all these investigations with Trump. Wasn't that your point? Yes, sir, it was. And also, if they're saying, well, you can't interfere with Biden, but you guys, uh, you know, these Democrats and these guys are trying to interfere with Trump and just running the country on a daily basis, it's the same thing. It's like, why even... I think that's a great point. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a great point. This entire thing is intended for electoral purposes, for electoral purposes. So they are conducting an investigation or investigations, endless, with six committees, with taxpayer dollars to interfere with the election. There they have no problem. You know what, Victor? Don't hang up. I'm going to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. This is a great point. It's so obvious, yet nobody's caught it. It's a great point. And tell your girlfriend she needs to listen to you more. I try. All right. Don't hang up. Have a great weekend. It's an obvious point, but I think we all missed it. It's a great point, isn't it? And that is, they're complaining about Trump interfering, you know, asking a a country to interfere in our election, which is not what he did, by the way. He did not do that. Ed Henry, he did not do that. And yet, that is not to interfere with an election. He never said that. And yet, what exactly are the Democrats doing in the House of Representatives? Well, Mark, they're not a foreign country. I don't care what the hell they are. This entire spectacle is intended to affect the election, to interfere with the normal election process. I think this is a great point, Victor, from Santa Maria, California made. I really do. Bob, Linden, Michigan, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, please. Thank you, Mark. I wrote my 
representative, Dan Kildee, Democrat. And I asked him if he would please ask for the Ethics Committee to investigate Representative Ilhan Omar. And I asked him please to uh, have an investigation of Joe Biden and to censure Adam Schiff. And I told him if he can't do these things and respond to me, then he stinks at what he does, and he needs to find something else to do. And I'm sure he said, you're right. Well, electing Democrats isn't going to solve the problem. No, it's going to create the problem. And the fact that the House flipped to the Democrats this last time has created all of this. That's why these elections matter right now. They matter in a very, very big way. All right, we've got a lot more. I shall return. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, As I said earlier... The case against Trump is so overwhelming, right on its face. Then why not have the vote on the floor of the House for a formal impeachment inquiry? Because the answer is it's not. And you have people who are trying to spin and interpret and give their own opinion of what's in that phone transcript and so forth. And now everything Trump says or does is thrown into the pot of an impeachable offense. It's preposterous. And to just show you how the news media work, CBS This Morning, they bring on Susan Rice. Susan Rice was the record for lying. She went on five Sunday shows, as I recall, and lied about Benghazi. Right, Mr. Producer? So who better to bring on than Susan Rice and her unmasking and all the rest of it? Who better to bring on than an than a, uh, operative for the Obama administration the administration that was involved in the beginning of this with the Russia collusion and all the rest. Who better to bring on than Susan Rice? On CBS This Morning. Cut eight, go. We learned this morning that Ukraine is going to revisit some of the claims against uh, the Bidens. Have, you, have you ever seen a press that doesn't want something or someone investigated? Have you ever heard of this before? They don't want Joe Biden investigated. They don't want his son investigated, which is why they haven't investigated him. By the way, Congress has sat on its collective thumb, too. They haven't investigated anything either. Go ahead. We learned this morning that Ukraine is going to revisit some of the claims against uh, the Bidens, even if they didn't break the law and there's no evidence that that they did. I do remember uh, that it was politically awkward back in 2015. Isn't the point of investigation, haven't we heard this over and over again? To determine if somebody broke the law? Just listen to this idiot. What's his name? Tony what? DocuPill? What is it? D-O-K-O-U-P-I-L. Where do they get these, uh, these liberal lightweights from? Tony DocuPill, the famous DocuPill, 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 Mohammed Law Firm. Anyway, uh, go ahead. 
His son was involved in the country. Yes. He was uh, uh, dealing with anti-corruption efforts. Did he mishandle the situation at the very least? Joe Biden? Yeah. Not in my opinion. Joe Biden was doing what he was asked to do by the president of the United States, consistent with serving. Oh, so he was asked to get. Well, this is interesting, isn't it, Mr. Producer? She just fingered Obama. Hold on now. She just said the president of the United States, Obama, told Biden. Biden was doing what he told him. To fire the prosecutor in the Ukraine, and if not, to withhold a billion dollars. This is interesting. Now we need to hear from Obama, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, now we need to hear from Obama. Finally, we need to hear from Obama. Go ahead. Our policy interests that we were, sh- were shared with the European Union and the IMF was to root out corruption. And this prosecutor that he was pushing on all of our behalf to have removed was a corrupt prosecutor who was supposed to go after corruption. So the difference here... What's is the evidence simple. that he was a corrupt prosecutor? Let's see if this report is good enough to ask her. The answer is no, he doesn't. You want a corrupt prosecutor? Look at Mueller. Go ahead. President Trump, on the one hand, is asking Ukraine for a favor that benefits him personally. You're such a liar. That's not what the transcript says. Do us a favor was a favor for the 2016 campaign to allow his attorney general, among others, to investigate what took place. It had nothing to do with Biden. It's not in the same damn paragraph. It's not even close to the same damn paragraph. I read the transcript out loud to you folks. It's available to everybody. And this is how they lie. It's like Charlottesville. This is how they lie. And they repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And then you say, that's not correct. What do you mean it's not correct? That is not what the president said on that telephone call. And we don't have to guess about it. It's in black and white. You can look it up. Go ahead. And politically. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, on behalf of President Obama of the United States and the Western world, was asking and pushing for uh, the removal of somebody who... No, no, no. I don't think the Western world told Joe Biden to remove the prosecutor. But even so, Joe Biden's response should have been, you know what? My son's associated with this company, Burisma, and they're under investigation. So maybe in this case... I need to recuse myself. I need to back off. But he didn't. Did he? Go ahead. Half of our policy on that. Ah, shut up, you idiot. You see how it works? Multiple lies in here. But one biggie. Joe Biden didn't say, uh, do me a favor that benefits him personally and politically. That's not, that's not what, excuse me, uh, it's not what Trump said. Period. Cut, dying, go. The, the, the reality we face, Tony, and what worries me so much, it gets back to your original point, Gail, is for the first time that I can remember, our democracy is under assault. Our democracy is under assault? Yes, it is. By the Obama hacks, by the Clinton hacks, by the Pelosi hacks, and by the media. Folks, nobody's trying to take any election away from the Democrats. They're trying to take an election away from us. For all their talk about disenfranchisement, they want to disenfranchise nearly 63 million people. This is what they do. This is what they're doing. 
You're not allowed to win an election. Go ahead. Country is in effect under attack. You write that in the book, but and you still attack, believe that attack. Wait a minute! Is- you wrote it in your own book, and you're quoting your own book. Wow! What genius! You're quoting yourself. What damn book? Go ahead. Now from within. It's oh, coming- the attacks coming from within. How about that? Where have you heard that before? Go ahead. 1800 Pennsylvania Avenue. Right. And for all the security threats I saw as national security advisor. All right, not for you. Uh, did you see the Russians coming? Because you didn't do a damn thing about them. In fact, you told your own IT guy to stand down. Remember that? It's an attack. It's coming from within. It's the, it's the Republicans. It's, it's Trump. Nobody's attacking from within except on the left. But I'll tell you what. Susan Rice shouldn't be on TV as, as an expert on any of these things. Given her own record, which is disastrous. Terrible. All right, let's go to a call. John, Discovery Day in California. Boy, that must be a nice place. to. Hey, it's Discovery Day. The great KSFO. How are you? I'm wonderful, sir. And Discovery Bay is a very beautiful place to live. I bet. So my quick point is the fact that I would like to see Joe Biden interviewed with all of this in respect to what's happening with Ukraine and his son's involvement with that company. And my hope and dream would be that Biden would make a gap concerning that that would just absolutely bury him. Now, they're, they're, they're protecting Biden like he's uh, a potential veal. They're keeping him in a uh, political cage, if you will, protecting him and and uh, and feeding him like organic grains. Copy uh, that. It's just uh, suspiciously quiet. Is all I've got to say. And so are the media. They have no interest in this whatsoever. None. In fact, they're turning it on Trump. Well, that's their go-to move, and that's all we could really expect for them to do. And like you were mentioning before, if you're a Democrat, you're you're untouchable. Mm-hmm. A- as here. As the Bidens. It's an amazing thing. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Let's slip in another, shall we? Yes, we shall. Cliff, San Francisco, California, the great KSFO. Go. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate your uh, knowledge that you share with us um, here in San Francisco, believe it or not. Um, So I've been doing some digging into this, and, you know, I just it's just a mess for most normal people to try and understand all the media. And, you know, I, I, I saw something that said that really what Pelosi's doing is waiting for these subpoenas from Trump's banks. Um, and I'm just curious what you think of the legality of all that is. First of all, I don't think she is, because those are being litigated. And she's in a hurry now. Um, but who knows? Uh, I I don't think they're constitutional when you're just trying to... Look, Congress doesn't have unlimited subpoena power. doesn't have unlimited power. Uh, These kinds of subpoenas weren't issued 40, 50, 60 years ago, period. Uh, If you're trying to gather personal information on the President of the United States, I say no. That's not acceptable. Uh, And um, what's happening here is we've never seen a House of Representatives conduct itself this way. I want people to remember, and and thanks for raising this, Cliff, they have issued subpoenas on the president's taxes, on the president's accountant, on the president's communications with his accountants, back and forth, 
uh, on his various executives, on their communications, on the, uh, on the tax returns of their various corporations. Uh, they have issued uh, subpoenas on all his banks and his bank records. They have issued subpoenas, uh, same types of subpoenas on his children. Uh, and all, uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Nobody's ever been treated this way. And this is intended to smother him, to uh, destroy him, to burden him. Uh, and it's an attack on the republic by a filthy, power-hungry mob of radical left-wing Democrats. Thanks for your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. To listen to Chuck Todd and ask yourself this Should this individual ever again be allowed to self identify as a reporter, as a news person? I mean, you know, I wrote a whole book on it, so I'm not going to get into it in great detail here. There's no time, but this has been the concern of people in the past the, the line between reporter and the opinion maker becomes non-existent. And that's what you have with people like Chuck Todd and Jake Tapper and so forth. And they feel that it is their responsibility to stand up to Trump, you see. So anything goes. But I want you to listen to this guy. He doesn't have any particular, particularly profound uh, way of saying anything. He's not particularly intelligent. He just is here. Cut 13, go. I don't say this lightly, but let's be frank, a national nightmare is upon us. The basic rules of our democracy are under attack from the president. Now, now, listen, now let, listen to this fool and his breathlessness. I don't say this lightly. And, of course, his wife is a Democrat operative, and he worked for Tom Harkin, leftist. None of this matters, you see. I don't say this lightly. They all live in this bubble where they reinforce each other's ideology. It's really sickening. Let's take it from the top. Go ahead. I don't say this lightly, but let's be frank. A national nightmare is upon us. The basic rules of our democracy are under attack from the president. We begin tonight with a series of admissions by the president that all but assures his impeachment in the House of Representatives. It's a moment of truth for Republicans, and they've been largely silent on what we've seen from the president. Today, he publicly called on two foreign governments to interfere in the presidential election by investigating his chief 2020 political rival. It's not what he said. Why didn't he put the whole context in? He said, I, I want us to investigate corruption. Now, keep something in mind. The media have been interfering with this election right here in this country from day one. This entire investigation against Trump, like the one before and the one before that, are all intended to interfere with the next election. But Mark, it's not a foreign government. They had no problem with Christopher Steele, a foreigner. They had no problem with the dossier, which had information, disinformation, from Russian apparatchiks. They had no problem with the fact that Hillary's campaign and the DNC paid for it. Not a word. Nothing. Foreign interference in the election. Nothing. Not a word. This guy Chuck Todd is a fraud. 
he ought to become the spokesman for the DNC or the spokesman for Joe Biden or something of that sort. MSNBC is part of the NBC News Network. The whole thing's owned by Comcast. And I'm going to tell you something. Comcast is a lousy company. It is a pain in the ass. I have a whole, You want to hear a story about Comcast? Now that I'm on Comcast. Comcast and all of its little tributaries, tributaries like NBC and MSNBC. I'll tell you about Comcast. There's a new property with a very small little home on it. So my buddy and I, we drive about 10, 12 miles and go to the Comcast store. And I explain to the people what we want, no problem, so forth, so on. We fill it out, done. I had to get an appointment. I had to come back an hour later, by the way, because they're so busy. Fine. And by the way, all you guys that work at Comcast, you know this isn't about you. It's about your company. And so we set up a date for the guy to come and hook up the TVs. First guy, and by the, the, by the way, there's a four-hour window. So my buddy's waiting there. I can't, so he's doing me a favor. Four-hour window. The guy calls like, with three minutes left in the four-hour window, Mr. Producer, says, I can't find the house, so I turned around and I left. What? Ever hear GPS? Well, it's a new property. Everyone can, all right. The following week, we set up another appointment. Four-hour window. My buddy's there. It's in Florida. I'm here in another state. Everything's set up. Has all the phone numbers. So the guy... So the guy apparently pulls into the driveway, tries to call my buddy, and then leaves. Why? Well, we want to call and make sure somebody's here before we knock on the door. Well, my buddy said, you could have called and you could have knocked on the door. I've been sitting here waiting for you. So he leaves. In other words, the guy went to lunch. He's a liar. Now we have it scheduled again for tomorrow, Saturday. A four-hour window. Let's see if he comes the third time. That's Comcast. Again, I'm not attacking the guys and the gals who are in the trucks and all. That's how it's managed. That's how the company's managed. So what do you expect? Their newsroom is no better. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd, the cable guy. Doesn't know a cable from his uh, whatever. Uh, I don't say this lightly. Chuck, you don't understand. We don't give a crap what you say, lightly or otherwise. We don't care if you're frank. We don't need lectures from you about a national nightmare, the basic rules of democracy. You're a disgrace, little fella. You're a moron. And you're a knowledge denier. Remember that? Anybody who denies climate change, man-made, cannot come on the program. Nobody watches you. Who cares? You're listening to Denali. The Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. I want to thank Barack Mailhouse Benito Obama. 
He went all the way to Alaska and he renamed Mount McKinley to Denali. I actually have a mountain named after me. It's unbelievable. You know, we're learning even more about Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats' plan to destroy medicine. They want you to believe that international price indexing, a term you're going to hear them use, will lead to lower drug prices. Pelosi's plan would set drug prices based on what socialist European countries are willing to pay. But what's really designed, it's really designed to do is to move the U.S. from a care-based model to a European cost-based model. Now, these are the same European countries where patients experience rationing, waiting periods, and denied access to cutting-edge drugs. It's very serious. Today, the U.S. has access to the most cancer treatment drugs because of a competitive market where there's an incentive to develop these life-saving drugs. It's the reason the U.S. is way ahead of Europe in cancer survival rates. But cost-based systems focus solely on cost instead of care. So if Washington bureaucrats determine that the treatment you need is too costly, you won't get it. Like in Europe, if it's too expensive, you're out of luck and there's nowhere to go. International price indexing, it's another socialist pill too painful to swallow. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. Look at that. Elizabeth Warren's in the lead right now, Mr. Producer. I don't know if that'll last, but she's in the lead right now. A Massachusetts socialist. Her proposals are so nuts. George McGovern would look like a right winger compared to her. Mark, who's George McGovern? Uh, don't worry about it. All right, let's take a few calls. Now, you know what? Ruth Bader Ginsburg is at Amherst College today. Left wing kook college, but so many are. I want you to hear what she has to say. She's so political. RBG, RBG. Cut 10, go. How do you think people will characterize this period in American history? As an aberration. There's a great man who once said that the true symbol of the United States is not the bald eagle. It is the pendulum. The pendulum goes too far to the right. It's going to swing back. The same thing, too far to, to the left. So I'm hoping to see the swing back in my, in my lifetime. So, of course, she's attacking Trump. Now, here's the thing. Honestly, you listen to her speak. I don't mean to be provocative or rude. She is incapable of being a Supreme Court justice. What happens in circumstances like this, and we've seen it in the past because I've studied it and I've written about it, men in black, is you have individuals who are incapable of keeping up with the daily routine, which is a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of thinking, a lot of writing. And you can tell she can't. I'm just being honest. But she won't leave because Trump's president. She'll leave when a, and if, a Democrat and liberal's president. So basically, her clerks write the opinions. She'll read them over, make suggestions, and that'll be that. She'll sit and listen to arguments. 
And this is why I strongly believe in term limits for Supreme Court justices. Yes, we'll lose some good ones and we'll lose some bad ones. But that's not the point. Now, normally I wouldn't pay attention (coughs) to this show, The View. But since they pay attention to me, now they're on my radar. And that's too bad for them. Basically, you have uh, four yentas. Out of all the women in the country, this is the best they can do. My wife is brilliant, beautiful. And there are many very, very talented people out there who are women who could do a much better job than these morons. But here we are. Abby Huntsman, I don't know what happened to her. Sonny Houston, oh, she used to have such a good reputation. I don't know what's wrong with her. McCain, etc. Just like RBG. When I look at the country, what a democracy, it's, it's, it's all going to hell. Cut 12, go. I was having this conversation with yeah. the producer, and she, and she made a great point. She said, how are we going to explain this to people in 20 now years? Now, let's stop here. Now, just look respectfully what a chameleon huntsman is. She used to be on Fox. She used to be very conservative. How are we going to explain what in 20 years? Trump? Now, it won't be Trump that has to be explained in 20 years. It's going to, have, it's going to be the tyranny that surrounds us right now, starting with the media. Go ahead. How, when they ask us, how did this pass as we okay so when, the con- when our democracy is in flames and some of these people are sipping their coffees in the morning like everything is just fine? The answer, oh, is, not a problem. The answer well, is impeachment. The answer is Congress does its oversight job, which is their constitutional duty to impeach this president for these actions. This is this Sonny Houston. Isn't she supposed to be a lawyer? She used to have such a great reputation, Mr. Producer. What the hell did she do before this? Does anyone know? I don't know. Doesn't sound very sunny to me, by the way. Go ahead. That is the answer well, that we tell our children 20 years no, from now. No, that's not the answer we tell our children 20 years from now. It's not the answer I tell my children 20 years from now. My children will be intelligent and educated. My children will understand what the hell's going on here. What the left is doing, what the media and the Democrat Party's doing. Oh, I can't wait. Next is McCain. Go ahead. That's the answer. But I think that, um, and I think you've even conceded that he could get to the House, that's one thing. But even Rachel Maddow yesterday said she doesn't think that he's going to leave office through that, through that back. Well, then but the Senate has I, to answer to their children because, and grandchildren. And that they won't, but they don't care. But you know, the problem oh, is... Oh, no- oh, oh, Did you hear, Megan? May I call you Megan? No, they won't convict him because the Senate doesn't care. Senate doesn't care. Oh, no wonder I don't watch this crap show, Mr. Producer. Oh, and now Anna Navarro. Can't wait. I mean, this show lowers the nation's IQ by about 53 points. People staring at it. I wonder what they have to say at The View. Nothing. Nothing. Gives me a headache. Go ahead. Thinking Hold about on. legacy, and nobody's thinking about children and grandchildren because they're thinking of a re-election in you know, fourteen months, and that's, and that's cowardice. It's putting politics and party over. Oi, oi! How do you listen to this day in and day out, Miss? Do you listen to this, Rich, day in and day out? Oh my lord! 
Does this show any ratings? I'm, 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 I'm serious. Show of any ratings? Bunch of ignoramuses. And no, uh, Megan, I'm not saying that because you're all women. I'm saying it because you're ignoramuses. Could be all men and they could be ignoramuses too. This just happens to be all women by choice, apparently, by, by uh, the choice of the network. Loud, obnoxious. Who was that? Who used to sound like that? I don't even remember. All right. Let's go to some regular Americans. Tom, Altoona, Pennsylvania, the great WPHT country. Go. Hey, sir. It's nice to talk to you. Um, Thank you. I'm a high school history teacher for 20 years. Um, and, you know, I teach government and been following this whole thing. And, you know, one of the things I've always prided myself on uh, with high school kids is not to be like a professor and try and influence my kids. Um, it's tough not to say that this is a bunch of crap. Right. Uh, but I guess I, I, I would ask you, uh, and, and by the way, your knowledge of the Constitution is, is, is unbelievable. Thank um, you. How do you go forward with a young group of impressionable kids that aren't paying a, uh, a tuition to a school? I think you explain the Constitution to them, explain how it's supposed to work, without getting political, that in the past that this is the way this process has been done. Today it's being done a different way. Um, I would teach them the history. I would teach them the, the wording in the Constitution. And you can stay away from the politics. And uh, you can explain to them what high crimes and misdemeanors actually are. And, uh, you know, the framers of the Constitution, as I've said, have debated this the second longest period of debate was on impeachment, the first on the makeup of the executive. And they were very particular about the words they used. And those words really come out of British common law and the way the uh, parliament uh, responded to the king. And uh, there were changes made. And one of the, one of the uh, tests that was originally proposed was maladministration by George Mason, who was a heavyweight. You know, he wrote the Virginia Declaration of Rights. And it was James Madison who objected and said, no, that's just too nebulous, because then the president will be reporting to the House, and they can blackmail him, so many words. And so they tightened it up. And when you see uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, people are saying, well, a misdemeanor. They're not talking about codified statutory crimes. Remember, the, uh, the, the, the federal constitution came before federal statutes. The federal constitution came before the federal code. So they were talking about truly uh, terrible things uh, that a president might do. Um, and so what's happening now is they're trying to take, of course, this phone call and turn it into that. But they're trying to turn everything into that. So I would remind them that impeachment for president is very, very rare that uh, the entire body politic is supposed to be involved. That's why you have a vote on the floor of the House of Representatives, so all the people have a say. That's why it's not purely a political process. If it was purely a political process, they wouldn't have the language that they have in the impeachment clause. They would say it's purely a political process. 
And then you have a trial with the Chief Justice sitting as the, uh, I guess, sort of the moderator. So I'd explain the process. When you explain the process, there's a dichotomy between what's going on today and the process. I think that's the way I would do it. It's been so uh, great in terms of teachable moments, but it's sad. It's sad. Oh, it's sickening. You're right. This this is how we're teaching. And and one of the things that... uh, Don't get mad at me. I really wish we would have gotten to you earlier, but I have to take a hard break. Tom, keep up the good work. God bless, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Have you gotten a robocall or email for a pre-approved loan or credit card? If so, watch out. You may be the target of cyber criminals trying to steal your home. I'm quite serious. More accurately, they want the equity in your home. And then you're a sitting duck because our personal information, home titles, and mortgages are now online. And the thief just forges your name, so it appears you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home and leaves you in debt. And no insurance, bank, or identity theft program protects you. None. But for pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage to lock it down. Your home equity could be everything to you, right? Your nest egg, your retirement fund, your emergency fund. It may be your biggest asset. Now imagine it's gone. It's gone before you even know it. Now I'm on a mission to protect you, my listeners, so I got you 60 risk-free days of protection. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com and enter your address to see if you're already a victim and so you can also get the 60 risk-free days. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Very, very important to protect your biggest asset. Well, folks, it's been a hell of a week and it's not going to get any better next week. And I want to strongly encourage you Don't watch the Sunday so-called news shows. They're not news shows. Relax this weekend and get ready for the battle next week. And in KRLA country, my wife and I look forward to seeing you folks in Pasadena on Sunday. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun, too. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, America, in your honor. Here we go.
folks, tremendous Sunday, 10 p.m., Life, Liberty, and Levin, 10 p.m. Eastern, this Sunday. Please remember, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and all those folks out there, all of you who protect us. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. Have a wonderful weekend. Do what I say. Mental peace. Don't watch these Sunday shows, except for mine, of course. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. And good night, Leo. See you soon. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.